The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Hello out there, this is VCU Rams Rewind, sponsored by our pals at Lady Nolans. Get some Cajun food and comfort eat, because this... this <laughs> As bitter a loss as VCU's had in the A-10 for a while, uh, it was one thing the way they lost to St. Bonaventure. They just got their butt handed to them that night, and they, there was never, there was not a moment where you really thought they were going to win. Tonight, you know, they they struggled with some things, came back, and I'd love to talk about the way they fought back in the second half and how well they played. And I'd love to talk about Ace Baldwin's hot streak at the beginning. Vince Williams, you know, 16 points. The fact that VCU only turned over seven times, got 18 assists and 24 field goals. The fact that they stopped Davidson hitting threes after a really bad start. And the fact that they stopped young Jung Lee from killing him the way he's been killing everybody. They put the stop on him tonight. But I can't talk about that because just like the Connecticut game, VCU's in a winning position and then does themselves in with poor possessions, poor decision-making, and yes, some terrible refereeing, and believe me, we're going to spend some time on that. And this isn't going to be like the Connecticut post-game where I was so mad and frustrated that I just spent 30 minutes going through everything they did wrong. Um, We're not going to do that tonight. We are going to focus on some of the positives because there are some in this game. but. We are going to start with this last several minutes of the game. So everything they've gone through, you know, down eight, down 10 early in the second half, down 10, you know, in the first half, they fought, fought, fought themselves at times, but it looks like they're going to win this game. They're up six, 59-53, five minutes to go. They have played supremely well in the second half. Remember, this is a team that was won 13 games in a row and leads our conference in Davidson. So they get a turnover from Davidson, and they've got the ball up six. And this is how it went from there. And it's stuff like this that really gets me frustrated because it is always something like this in the really big games. It was against Baylor. It certainly was against Connecticut. It, and it was here. So 59-53, ace ball when dribbling too much, nearly turns it over, does the smart thing, calls a timeout. Then we get the foul on the inbounds play, and I swear, I, I swear that, you know, the referees, like I said, we're going to talk about it a lot, they, they, they do a review for a hook and hold, basically because Foster Lawyer asks for it, and it's another long stoppage of time, Whatever flow VCU might have had, it's out. They have a bad possession. They inbound it with 20. They're passing it around the perimeter 
or what little passing they're doing around the perimeter. Baldwin drives in the lane, takes up, takes a very difficult shot. He's trying to get fouled, doesn't, misses it. Okay. And then, um, and then the, one of the really big plays of the game happens right after that. Foster Lawyer does get by none using the Brockovich screen. He does get by. But when you look at the replay, you see Vince Williams sliding over. He's going to slide over and maybe force Lawyer to pass it or maybe contest the shot. Now, of course, the problem is if he passes it, he's going to pass it to Michael Jones in the corner. Maybe Jones makes three. Instead of that, Hassan Ward, for reasons only known to him, follows him down there, doesn't get anywhere near Lawyer, and Lawyer kicks it out to Brockovich, who's wide open, bang a three. What? 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 What are you doing, Hassan Ward? Why are you leaving your man? If you're going to leave him, get somewhere near Lawyer. <coughs> Excuse me, to... At least, at, at least attempt to block that pass or stop that pass? No. Why? And believe you me, that ain't the last one we're going to talk about. The next doggone possession, Keyshawn Curry gets called for a charge. Lawyer, oh, he, he held his ground and, and did whatever. Lawyer did not beat Curry to the spot. You know why that was an offensive foul and it was a good call? Curry dips his shoulder and actually sticks his kind of his arm and elbow out to create room. Now I can live with that. I can live with that, but there were two other occasions which we're going to get to where if you're going to call that, you should have called these offensive fouls. You didn't. We're going to get to that. We'll get to that, I promise. So that's so at this point, what is it? It's 59-56. They come down. Uh pick and roll with Brock. With Bro- with Brockovich and Lawyer, Ward hedges on on Brock on Lawyer again. I don't know why. Leaves Brockovich. Lawyer finds Brockovich. It's a dunk. It's fifty nine fifty eight. This is not going well at all for for Hassan Ward in the second half. I I I don't get it. I don't get what's happened to him, especially defensively. Then the next doggone th- uh, possession. Ward has it near the sideline and nearly turns it over. Lots of guys are standing around. This is not a good offensive possession. At the end of the clock, Nunn try, try, drives, tries to basically drives into two or three guys, and he's not trying to make the shot. He's trying to get fouled. And that's, again, one of my major bugaboos. Don't try to shoot to get fouled. Try to shoot to make the shot. Granted, it's the end of the shot clock. He's trying to beat the shot clock, whatever. He doesn't get fouled, and he doesn't get the basket, obviously. And then they come down, and Lawyer gets fouled, and I don't really see the foul at all, but whatever. Like I said, I'm saving my. I'm trying to save as much of my referee complaints. Lawyer makes the first, then the shot clock, then the lane violation for the second stinking time, and a lot of people thought this was a terrible call, but you can see it on the replay. Deloach clearly steps into the lane and touches the other dude next to him before the ball leaves Lawyer's hands. I mean, what? Jalen, you're a freshman, but you know better than that. 
You know better than that. What are you doing? Goodness, what are you doing? You have to wait until the ball leaves his hands. This is not rocket science. I got two of those in this game. Both on lawyer misses. He makes them both, and in a two-point game, that just kills you. And they were both right. And they were both silly. What are you doing? Details. Always the it is always the little things are always the big things. That's another little thing. So we get the next possession. Baldwin dribbling, dribbling. Dribbles and dribbles and dribbles and then drives into the lane with plenty of time on the shot clock. Doesn't look at Keyshawn Curry, who's right there open for a three. Vince is Vince is in the lane and is pulling out to his corner. He looks at him and gets it to Vince. Vince is going to have an open three. No, he takes a shot and misses it. <laughs> Great. Davidson misses. Then we get a doggone possession where VCU nearly turns it over twice with a couple deflected passes. Baldwin manages to drive on the baseline. I think he's going to turn it over. Actually, does give, makes a great find to none for an open three. None air balls at shot clock violation. I mean, that, that wasn't a great possession, but that wasn't a bad shot at the end of it. Brockovich scores again. Deloach come, they come down. Deloach almost makes, makes the shot, but he gets fouled. Jalen, you know I love you. You're a hell of a player. You're strong like Bull, even though Brockovich moved you a few times tonight. You, you got to get better at the foul line. And if you're not going to get better at the foul line, then you got to get better at finishing through contact so you get at least get the two points. So he misses two, and that's like a foul. That's like a turnover. And you know they're sixty-two fifty-nine down, and they and then from a winning position, fifty-nine fifty-three up, they've given up nine points in a row. They haven't scored for four minutes, and they end up losing the game. Oh goodness! Oh, and I and I and I also forget. So just to finish that terrible, terrible stretch. They get a miss from Lee. Nunn gets the outlet. Now, I understand why Nunn, I mean, he's trying, he thinks he's got the defense beat down the floor and that he can, you know, make this shot. But he's going up against two guys who are right there with him and putting some putting the body on him. And if he looks over, he's got Vince running the floor a chance to fill the lane. If he gets that to Vince, Vince is almost certainly going to get a layup, and maybe he gets fouled in both. Doesn't look at Vince. He misses the layup. Then the next possession, we get another terrible call where the referee calls a tie-up instead of what he should have called, which was a foul on Jones on Deloach. Granted, not that it would have made a distant difference. Deloach would have probably missed the front end of the one-and-one. One. But that's, that's four-plus minutes without a point, and you lose. And you lose. A game where you played so valiantly to get ahead, where you were the better team. In spite of all your screw-ups and mistakes, you were the better team. You know, you did so many good things tonight. Doggone Davidson was 4-for-4 four four to start the game from 3. They were 4-for-12 for, for the rest of the game. Davidson, one of the slowest-paced, most precise offensive teams in the country. They have 17 turnovers. And VCU, for once, takes huge advantage of those turnovers and takes their 17 turnovers and turns it 
in the doggone 26 points. How can they lose when they do that? Especially against a team like Davidson that doesn't get a lot of possessions. Unbelievable that they would do that. <sighs> Davidson was so hot in the first half. VCU holds them to 9 of 21 in the second half. Yeah, Davidson was 56.5%. VCU in the second half shoots, you know, 13 to 25, 52%. Until Deloach's misses, they were perfect from the foul line of the game. 7-7. Seven 18 seven. assists, 7 turnovers. 18 assists on 24 made field goals. That's outstanding. They had 16 points. 4-7 from 3. 7 boards, 4 assists. Great night from Vince. Ball went out of that hot stretch in the, in the second half. It's 7 assists and no turnovers. They only have three turnovers in the second half. Golly, Moses did so many good things, and they undid it all in four minutes, basically. Four and a half minutes. Just bad possessions, bad decision-making. And let's get to the end, because there was a lot of debate about this in the, in the, um, uh, in, in the game thread that I saw because I was getting done with work and I could actually participate towards the end. I have no problem with Rhodes not calling a timeout there because Davidson is all over the place. They're not set up. But Adrian Baldwin, again, the decision-making, he does not even look. Now, the first shot is one thing because there's nobody on his, on, his, on his side of the floor. But he gets the rebound, and if he looks, there's Vince open <coughs> for a shot to at least tie the game or win it. Doesn't even look at him. Doesn't even look at Vince, who's our bannerman, who is the who is the mantle, who is the guy who's carrying the mail all the time. He is our leader. He is our captain. And Adrian Baldwin, I I'm sure he saw him. Doesn't even look at him. Throws up this no chance shot. It's the top of the backboard. They lose. I no problem not calling timeout, but Adrian Baldwin's decision making which has been pretty good, was not very good in the last four minutes of the game. And it was not very good at the end. He's got to make a better decision than that. He's got to be looking for his teammates. Because that's that's the thing. First half, you know, I mean, <laughs> he was the four assists, no turnovers, three assists the second half. When he's getting assists, our offense is humming. And he does that, and that's just frustrating. That that that's that's frustrating because he doesn't even look. And of course, something else. Letting that big goof Brockovich just go to town. He had two points at halftime and no made field goals. VCU's done a good job on him. Deloach has done a good job on him. And we'll get to why what happened in the second half, because again, that's gonna tie into the refs, but Second half, Brockovich, six out of seven from the field, makes two threes. Oh yeah, we'll get get to another. We'll get to the one bad play Vince Williams made because it actually figures in one of Brockovich's threes. And then the guy who was missing free throws coming into this game makes three out of four in the second half, which again in a two point game just kills you. So that that they had twenty seven points in the second half, and Brockovich had seventeen of them. 
You gotta be kidding me. Seriously. <laughs> Three field goals for the rest of the team in the second half, and they still win. Lawyer did not make a shot in the second half. For goodness sake. Oh God! They just showed the. Uh, they're just. They're doing the uh, highlights on Sports Center now as I speak. There's. They're just showing Brockovich just having us for breakfast. And and by the way, perfect. This perfect example. You know those details and those little things. The one bad play Vince Williams made tonight. Vince Williams is guarding lawyer. Oh no, guarding Lee. Lee gets by him, takes a jumper, misses it. Vince Williams, it's the only time I've uh, I've seen him do this this year. He gives up on the play, doesn't get in position just in case Lee misses. Lee gets his own rebound, kicks it out. Brockovich hits the three. Ouch. Ouch. What is that? What is that? Very rare from Vince to make a mistake like that, but that one hurt. Now the refereeing. The refereeing in this game was abysmal. If somebody gives these three gentlemen... Let's get their names right. If somebody gives Lamar Simpson, Brooks, I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I'm sorry, I gotta make sure I do the, I do this properly, and I gotta focus in so I get these names like these names correct because I don't want to misname the refs here. Uh, let's see, one second. If somebody gives Lamar Simpson, Brooks Wells, or Chance Moore a ticket to Richmond. Somebody make sure they change their destination to somewhere else. What an abysmal game. You know why one of the reasons Brockovich went off in the second half? Because the only guy, you know, Deloach was doing a good job against him, but Deloach gets in foul trouble, and some of these fouls are ridiculous. Ticky-tack nonsense. They're calling Deloach, and here's the thing. Brockovich is backing him in, backing him in. So, yeah. Deloach is, is, is leaning over because Brockovich is sticking his 260-pound self or whatever he weighs right in his right in his midsection. So yeah, that's gonna happen, and you call a foul, should have called nothing. Give me a freaking break. And there was another couple, and then of course, yeah, there was the one where I mentioned before where doggone Deloach is getting the rebound and Jones fouls him and they call a tie-up. That was awesome. Where is this big schmobag, Brockovich, this big goof? Just eat us for breakfast. 250 pounds. Putting 250 pounds, pretty solid, solid rock right into him. Holy mackerel. Just ticky-tack nonsense out there constantly. Him, Stockard. Stockard's called for two moving screens. Yeah, I saw a few of them from Davidson. They didn't call. That's for sure. And then, they, and then these two. The only good basket of the game Watson gets. Watson, and this is why the Curry foul made me mad because okay, Curry, you call a charge on Curry because he uses his arm bar instead of calling what would have been the fifth foul on Lawyer, which would have been kind of important. And I can't get. Watson's name up here, so let me get his name here so I can make sure I, I do this correctly. Desmond Watson. Desmond Watson drives in, makes a nice little reverse layup to get a basket. One problem. Desmond Watson clearly uses his arm to create space with the defender. He arm bars a guy. It's a foul. Not called. Young John Lee. <coughs> excuse me. 
does the same thing in the second half where they end up getting a basket and they don't call it. And, I mean, if if Deloach could have stayed in there, and, yes, Deloach has had issues on defense, but he was the one stinking guy out there that could actually keep Brockovich down a little bit because nobody else was doing it. And, and golly, bless. You know, I, it was just, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, some of these fouls on him and some of these fouls on Stockard, who did a halfway decent job himself. What in the world? Again, not being consistent. That stupid review with five minutes left, which is kind of what the, started the turnaround in one sense because, you know, VCU was really rolling at that point. And that just took all the momentum out of the game. It took the crowd right out of it. Slowed the game down. Man, kiss my foot. Those three refs. I mean, it was like having three Jamie Luckies officiate this dadgum game. Oh, my goodness. Give me a break. And, in, and yeah, it's, it's, I know what it is to blame the refs. Oh, you're blaming the refs. They did a terrible job tonight. And they had double standards, and it was bad. And and yes, you could say, oh, they missed the they missed Deloach's foot on the baseline, and he got two points. Yeah, and then they called him for a BS foul five seconds later, on the other end. I would have rather him them call the one on the baseline so they didn't give him his fourth foul, so he could have stayed out there. Golly Moses, just 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 rotten. Just absolutely rotten, the refereeing in this game. But as ever, we did it to ourselves. Again, 59-53 up. I'm listening, getting to the end of my shift. I'm thinking, we're going to win this. We are going to win this, and it's going to really kickstart this season for us. And then four minutes of that nonsense on the offensive end, and Brockovich scoring seven points in a row. (sighs) Goodness. Goodness, goodness. So it's back-to-back losses to two of the teams that, let's be honest, we we, we want to be fighting with for a championship. That really hurts. Losing at home again, that really hurts. But, you know, and all, honestly, though, I am happy that, that, that it's only going to be eight days and we're going to play Davidson again. Because, A, I really want VCU to make up for it. And, and I know their record in the Belk Arena is terrible but it would mean a lot to go down there and win just for that reason. Also, if you could take that 50, that first 15 minutes of the second half and you could play like that down there, you'll win. You'll win. Absolutely. So that's, you know, that's that's my feel that's my feeling there. I I just I'm glad we're playing them in 8 days, but before that it's St. Joseph's. And St. Joe's has been an interesting team this year. They've had they they've 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 been trouble. I think they won they won at Richmond recently. I know that I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they did. And I'll be able to tell you in a second as soon as their site uh, lets me pull up their doggone schedule. But I think they had a recent win, recent win at Richmond in conference play. Yeah, they went to Richmond and crushed them. And then they've lost three in a row since then. Uh, they got beat. They lost to Davidson pretty convincingly at home. And then lost at Rhode Island, and then lost lost to LaSalle at home, which was not a great performance. 
and they're going to play George Washington tomorrow before they come to VCU. So VCU's got to take care of business against the Hawks, you know, find themselves again a little bit, and this too, make the extra pass. Too many possessions tonight. They took too many quick shots in the clock and let Davidson off the hook. Again, part of the reason VCU's defense is so good, especially their three-point defense, is you wear the other team down. You wear the team other team down on the offensive end by making them defend, making them work hard for 25, 30 seconds, and that tells the tale with three-pointers at the end. And give Davidson credit. They only made four out of 12 to finish the game after starting four for four. They only took eight threes in the second half. So they were judicious with their shooting. And this is a team that's number two in the country in field goal percentage from threes coming in and in the top 20 in threes made per game. They didn't go crazy taking them, which was very good and I think is one of the reasons they were able to pull this game out. But this this is one of the more bitter defeats that I can remember in conference play because VCU was good enough tonight. This wasn't what happened at Davidson where they were just they were not very good and then they really went away in the second half. They they took some big punches. They actually came that's the other thing. If this game had gone the other way, I would have probably started with the fact that after not playing well in the first segments of second halves, Mike Rhodes and his coaching staff figured some things out and got his team to come out hot in the second half and close that deficit right up. That was we would be talking about that and how finally they've come out in the second half and played well and it turned the game for them. We would have been talking about that maybe to start with. But unfortunately we weren't because unfortunately they didn't win. And they got to they they're gonna have to go to Davidson and make this right, just like they're gonna have to beat St. Bonaventure at home and make that right. They didn't deserve to lose this game, to be perfectly honest, unlike the St. Bonaventure game. But here's the thing, and this is this also goes back to the coach too. We always seem to keep finding a way to lose these big games. And again, it just this this triggered me bad in the sense that this was kind of like the Connecticut game all over again, except at least we didn't have foul shots as a prominent reason for defeat. We were actually good for the foul, except for uh, Deloach's two bricks tonight. They were 7-7 seven to seven outside of that. Because the, the, the criticism there is that they didn't get there enough, but Davidson didn't get there that much more than them. And that's not, you know, that's not why they lost. They lost because of things like second chance points. Davidson beat them 10-2, beat them on the boards pretty good, plus 12. Fisi only got three offensive rebounds, and of course, one of those was Baldwin right at the end, throwing up that mess on that second shot. So that is, uh, I, that is, it's brutal. That's a brutal, brutal loss. Uh, some people in the game thread were saying, "Oh, they've got no chance for an at-large now." I won't go that far because, again, the, I believe the St. Bonaventure loss will be a quad one game by the end of the season, and this could very well be a quad one game too. Davidson was just outside the top 35 coming into tonight. And, again, if they can go and win, find a way to win at Davidson uh, next week, that will be a quad one game almost for sure. And that'll be, you know, and, and that, you know, winning a game like that can, can, can turn things around for him. But, at some point, I, I, you know, 
Mike Rhodes and his coaching staff's got to figure out how to win these games because they're not winning enough. They're not winning them, but once in a blue moon, they did win at Dayton this year, but Baylor, Connecticut, this one, those were all potential massive victories that were in their grasp, and they found a way to let it slip through their fingers again. Even though they battled, even though they played heroically, even though they fought. And and at some point that's gonna that's got to get tiresome. I'm already there. Maybe some of you out there aren't there yet, but maybe you'll get there eventually. I don't know. So that's it. Uh, Saturday I'm working, so it's going to be the same thing again. Unfortunately, um, I'll I'll be listening to the game as I'm out, as I'm running around delivering Amazon packages, uh, and then I will rewatch. I'll watch the game afterwards, and then do a podcast for you that'll probably drop the next day. So. Thank you all for listening. Remember our friends, Lady Nolans, are great sponsors. Patronize them. Give them your business. Tell them VC Rams Rewind sent you. And until probably Sunday morning when the pod will drop, I'm looking forward to talking to you again and hopefully get back on the winning track against those Hawks and the Hawk that will never die. So thank you all for listening. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.